Every transaction, every deposit, we want to know how much it was for, who it was to or from, and the purpose for the transaction. Make it making the money in my account inaccessible until I explain to them, prove my innocence, prove my innocence. Hi, and welcome to And If Love Remains. I'm your host, Mike Levitt. The bank is not your friend. So there I was, sitting at the gas station in my van, ready to fill up the tank. I uh, went inside to purchase, to pre-purchase the gas, and my card didn't work, which was odd. Uh, you know, not unusual, I suppose. You know, sometimes that cards don't work. You know, but uh, but so I went to my car and made a phone call to the bank and asked why my card wasn't working. There's plenty of money in the account. Uh, it wasn't a problem of you know, there was there was like I said, there was enough money to to, to for the transaction. Um, and the bank said, oh, we need to verify a few things on your account. Again, not overly unusual sometimes. As most people know, you'll get a call or have to call the bank to verify some transactions before they'll use something will pop up. No big deal. So I told the bank, I said, uh, yeah, what, what transactions do you need me to verify so I can, you know, move on with my day? And I got a really unusual answer. The bank said, all of them. <laughs> I said, all of them? I've been with this bank for years. I'm not sure what all of them means. And they said, all of them. And I said, really, since, since I opened your account? And they said, yes. I said, well, what do you need to verify? And again, I got a really unusual answer. I got the answer. We need to verify every transaction, every deposit. We want to know how much it was for, who it was to or from, and the purpose for the transaction. Okay, now we're getting into weirdness, like the purpose of the transaction. That is something that uh, I have never Maybe some of you have, but that seems like quite a, uh, like, why am I buying milk on a Saturday in July in, you know, 2018 or something that it made no sense to me. I, I couldn't quite figure it out. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, I'm not really willing to do that because I'm not. Um, that's a total invasion of privacy. I don't need to let my bank know why I'm being, buying milk on a f Saturday. <laughs> um, and they, um, then proceeded to tell me, okay, that, that, you know, your, your account's not going to be activated until you go through this. And again, I, I reemphasized with them, you mean the entire, um, you know, since I've, opened up the account. You want to know everything. 
And they said, yes. So I promptly said, well, okay, I need to go ahead and close my account then because I'm not going to be doing business with you because that's none of your business. Um, you have all the transactions. You have a record of them all. Um, I'm not sure why you need to know what they are for. Um, so no, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and close the account and, and I'll bank somewhere else. They said, fine, we'll close your account. And they went through the process and, and closed my account right then. I said, okay, well, um, when will I expect the check for the money that's in my account currently? I had a couple of accounts with this particular bank. And they said, oh, no, you don't understand. You will not receive that money until you fulfill uh, this, uh, this request. Again, kind of shocking to me uh, that they were just going to hold my money um, until I had complied with their request of informing them who I did business with, both as a receiver of money and as a payer of money. They wanted to know who I did business with, why I did business with them, um, when I did business with them, and the amount of business I did with them. And I want that to sink in for a second. This was about a year ago, year and a half. Time has passed. So um, I can take a lot of the emotion out of the story at this point. But I want you guys to think about this for a second. Why would a bank want to know all this information? I'd done nothing illegal. My account was not overdrawn. There was no problems with my account. I had had no red flags in my life. Um, like this made no sense to me. And, uh, and then it made sense. I realized that I had made uh, a week or so ago, a, a, a purchase through the bank of, of legal substance. I had purchased some Bitcoin. Again, nothing unusual or illegal or even, um, suspicious about anything like that. Um, but I had purchased some Bitcoin and that's probably the only thing different than I had done. Um, and I realized that banks are, you know, doing their best to, to, uh, tap down on those kinds of transactions. Um, I think, again, I think this is informative. I, I, I'm sharing this story with you guys because um, I want you to understand that the bank is not your friend. Uh, we just have a, a new, um, in the last, what, uh, several months, where the IRS will um, be watching any account any account that has had over $600 in it. Now think about that for a second. So your bank is now the G man that is watching and watching your account and, and uh, take it, sending that information to treasury and the IRS. I mean, 
after my experience, and this is this my experience happened far before um, this new thing is is coming out. Think about that. Uh, what what? Uh, it's not about things to hide. I had nothing to hide. I had done nothing wrong, and yet they're closing in a sense, make it, making the money in my account inaccessible until I explain to them, prove my innocence, prove my innocence. And that's going to happen more and more and more. Um, I think we need to really think about alternatives to the banking system. I don't know what they are. I'm, I, uh, I really don't. I have no idea what the alternative, maybe it's Bitcoin, maybe it's gold, maybe it's bartering. You know, I'm hoping that there's something a little more sophisticated than bartering that we can think of um, because, uh, you know, the financial, I mean, there's huge benefit to investment. You know, the fact that we can invest on a global market is a really, I think, positive thing for the world. Um, the, the fact that we can um, have financial instruments like bonds, like borrowing, um, and and because we can trust one another to a certain degree and have um, um, a certain degree of trust between people, um, and maybe that's why Bitcoin is kind of an important establishment because it does allow for a trustless society, <laughs> which I'm kind of in favor for, um, and still have a lot of the um, the benefits of a modern society. The problem, the problem with a trustless society is it, it looks more like the mob or like the cartel, um, you know, where every, you know, or or a kingdom, you know, where, where everything is is got to be held within the family because you don't trust anybody else to do that, um, to take care of things or to you know to steal from you or to take away your power in any way. So that that's the that's the benefit of having um, institutions that we can trust. But when we lose those trusts, like I've lost all trust in the banking as an institution, all trust. I do not, I was not part, by the way, I was not part of January 6th, you know, quote, insurrection, whatever that was. Um, I was not part of that. I had, there, there was no reason to flag my account. And yet my account was flagged in a major way. And I think um, we're going to see a lot more of that. And I encourage people to speak out about it. Um, I waited, I think, too long to share the story because I want people to to know that this can happen to anybody. Um, and we need to discuss alternatives. Um, and I'd really enjoy that conversation um, of, of how we can have a modern society um, outside of the banking system, outside of the system, the Fed system, um, outside of a system that um, is really geared towards um, watching us um, and, uh, controlling us through monetary supply. I mean, we can talk about that and I probably will. I'm probably going to have a few more, um, you know, podcasts dealing with these issues. Uh, but I, I, this is my experience. I'm not saying this is, this is by definition anecdotal. This is my experience. This is what happened to me. Um, but I do think it is a canary in the coal mine. I do think it's something that can happen to others. Um, I hope again, we can have a discussion and, and we can find a solution and, you know, I have hope. I'm very grateful for, 
the people that I do business with, they've been accommodating to me. I'm very grateful for this podcast and the opportunity that I can share this story and, you know, and we can, you know, the, the human mind is an amazing thing. And if we can, we can combine our, our minds together um, and maneuver our way through this really strange time that we're all living in. Um, I think it would, it would benefit us all. So um, again, just a quick little podcast. I wanted to share that story and Hey, You've been listening to And If Love Remains. My name is Mike Levitt. Uh, you know, if you think this is a story that should be, I hope you'll share it. Um, you've been listening to And If Love Remains. <laughs>